You're listening to Trot's Life with Toby McKinnon. And it is your move. It's our moving day Thursday with Mick Guren joining us as he always, as virtually always does at twelve o'clock on a Thursday. Mick, mate, how are you? And whereabouts are you today? I'm back in New Zealand today, Toby. So big good afternoon to you and all your listeners. Had a wonderful time at the Harbour Cup last week. Um, it's been great fun. Obviously, that rolls on a little bit with the night pistol this week and. Next stop for me, among all the other big race meetings over here and the Harness Millions and the Gallops and off to the Classic Sale for a couple of days, is the Miracle Mile, Toby. So I'm heading over there to be part of Sky Thoroughbred Central's coverage of that. So really looking forward to continuing what's been a huge summer of getting to see some really, really cool horses. It was a great night, Saturday night, wasn't it? And uh, it was a classic Hunter Cup and it went so hard early, it set the race up, didn't it? And what a win by Honolulu Bay. Yeah, he was fantastic. And look, he was great at Ballarat. Um, what's really impressed me about the horse isn't just the way he's finished his races off this campaign, but how he's bounced out of, of the Inter-Dominions. I mean, he mm. wasn't renowned as a tough horse before the Inters. He's, he's come through that series a lot better than most of the horses who went into it higher up the rankings. And he's come out of it better than Expensive Ego or Spirit of St. Louis. And he's come out of it better than most of his own stable mates. So Look, you could make a case at the moment. I'm not sure there's a definitive best horse in the free-for-all grade. I'm talking away from the four-year-olds. But you can make a case on what he's done this year. Um, he did run second in the Len Smith Mile, and he ran fourth in the Inter-Dominion. He's as good as any of them, if not the best. Um, I would just love to see him get a slot for one of those $2 million races on April the 14th. So, you know, we can see whether he can carry that form to the... Western States, whether you can carry it to New Zealand. Of course, I've got a miracle mile around the corner. And, uh, all honours with him. I thought he was really good. I cast no shadow. was excellent again. Wasn't he? A horse who's done nothing but embellish his career this last six months. He won the Lensmith Mile. Um, he ran second. So one won the Inter-Dominion and ran second in this race. So he's done some superb things. And, and I thought Old Town Road was, was really good. Maybe the run of the race considering he had to sit park. But as you said, the pressure really probably meant that those that didn't work in the first half of the race um, had a slight aerobic advantage in the second half of the race. But I really enjoyed the night. It was great to see the two four-year-olds um, win as people hoped they would have won. And we're going to see them clashing next week in, in Sydney, which is, again, going to be a lot of fun. So at the moment, Toby, there's something to, to lick your lips about pretty much every week. Honolulu Bay ran second in the Vic Cup, too, to Rock and Roll Do, who was... Well, it was a super performance from Rock and Roll too. So he's run second in the Vic Cup, second in the Lensmith Mile, fourth in the Inter-Dominion and won the Hunter Cup. He, he couldn't have had a much better six months when you throw in the three heat wins as well of the Inter-Dominions. He, he's probably seeded number one in Australasia. Yeah, I, I have to agree. It's, 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 a, it's a weird one. He's, Isn't he's it? been a bit unlucky because those performances are divided in half by the season. So if they were yeah. all in the same season, yeah, yeah. he would be close to you know, being in the running for a horse of the year, or at least age pacer of the year later in the year. But they're actually divided in half by um, by by another season. So um, it, it, 
like, um, yeah, so it, it's a bit it's a bit weird for him because he's got another eleven months to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. But there was a point you made on what a, uh, must have been Sky with Brittany Graham around just believe and better eclipse going to New Zealand and. It's on the same night. The race from Greens is the same night as the WA race of similar ilk. But there's so much more in New Zealand for them either side for these open class horses. We're going to WA, which is a longer flight to from Melbourne or Sydney than it is to New Zealand. It's actually a longer flight. There's only really, it's got to be hit and run almost over there, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel a little bit sorry for the WA um, club because obviously Gloucester Park I, I presume wouldn't have wanted this date and it's part of their slot race circuit which would have government funding and railway funding so yeah, I totally yeah. get it no one's saying this is your fault and you're idiots because it's not about that because Michael Radley who runs Gloucester Park is a very smart guy and he understands the uh, the Australasian ecosystem so it's ended up where it is and, and it probably hasn't cannibalised each other's fields too much I mean there might be two or three crossover horses who could have gone either way. And the connections get to make their choice. It's not our job to tell them where to go. Uh, it, it is a bit of a shame, though. Look, if they were a week apart, it would give us two really big things to promote. Don't be away harness racing. It's a bloody hard thing to promote, I think, Toby. And it's not their fault, but it's just at a weird time of night. Most harness racing people, because they get up at 5 o'clock in the morning mm. or 6 o'clock in the morning, aren't up at 11 o'clock at night. And in New Zealand, obviously, not that New Zealand matters that much, but a lot of the biggest races in WA are at 1 o'clock in the morning. And, and that's really, really hard to promote. Whereas, ironically, Austra- um, New Zealand harness racing falls into a really nice slot for Australians because people sort of go into the races, are settling in, or they're sitting in front of the TV, and it's that sort of 6, six, six o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock type thing mm. when you're getting most of the best races. So um, I don't watch a lot of WA harness anymore simply because... I'm up at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning, which means I'm not going to be awake at 1 o'clock on Friday night, Toby. So I I hope they have a great race. Uh, I think it's a harder place to travel to than New Zealand. Cambridge would have a relatively similar climate to, say, Victoria, Mm. whereas obviously WA maybe has a similar climate to a really strong, sunny New South Wales or Queensland. So, And the other thing, too, is obviously the smaller track. I, I just think some horses like... Emma and Clayton's horses, they went to an Inter Dominion in WA about three or four years ago on the left after one round of heats. I just don't think it suits some horses, and that's okay. It doesn't need to suit everybody. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a very intense week that week, and uh, I do think you've got something to talk about. Let's hope the TRB gets behind and has a big fixed odds double on both races. Yeah, 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 that would be good, a little fixed odds double. I don't mind the idea of that. And exciting to have Just Believe heading over to New Zealand. Well, you can make the case at the moment that he's in the top three trotters in Australasia because obviously Sunday's son's probably number one, but he's getting older. Um, Muscle Mountain's very good, and obviously Bolt Provolence is in the paddock and he's out for the foreseeable future. So I really love what Just Believe's done, and I think it's important to have people like Juice Tubbs and Greg Sugars involved in races. Some people are just, some people you want around you. You know, you, like when you have these big races, like when Mick Stanley came to New Zealand with Rock and Roll do for the New Zealand Cup. The horse may not have got his chance, but having Mickey was good for the base. And last year we had the same thing in New Zealand. We had the young New South Wales guys, and Cam Hart was really good, and uh, Jack Callaghan was really good. They spoke really well in the media. And I think Greg Sugars is a natural, and people really like Jess. And I think you bring someone like that to a race, and they'll handle themselves well, 
and, mm. and people want them to do well. And Andy and Kate have been those sort of ambassadors for a long time. So I think there's a real role to be played on that. I think I think the, you know, the Stuart Tonkin team's getting better. Like Clayton's coming out of the shell a little bit more, but obviously they're very busy and also they're parents. So it's bloody hard to be everywhere everybody wants you to be because they're getting to the stage, Mark Coombs, that where everybody wants to talk to you every week. Mm. And at some stage, you need time to yourself. So I can understand how sometimes they can't fulfil all their media requirements. Um, and that's going to get harder for them over the next year because they've got Honolulu Bay and they've got Captain Ravishing and everybody's going to want a bit of them every week. So it's um, it's part of the job. But I think at this stage, you almost, you almost need to get to the stage where you say, right, we're available for radio or chat for Junos or whoever for one hour on Thursday or whatever. And that's about it because I've been through it with trainers before and yeah, eventually it becomes a secondary part of the job and, and they're not getting paid for that. I was, Garrick Knight tweeted out this morning, I had him on yesterday in our regular segment and we discussed whether there was any horses coming for the Derby in Oaks in New South Wales other than Kalua Flyby from New Zealand and at that point there was none but since he tweeted out this morning that Elta Meteor, who resumes at Cambridge tonight, is booked to fly to Sydney for the New South Wales Derby. Uh, obviously assuming everything goes well tonight. Look, and the stables won, only contested two races this week and won them both. And it gives you a lot of confidence when you can travel. And, you know, obviously they're getting that right at the moment. He's no superstar, but the word I'm hearing from Adam Hamilton was that the Stuart Tonkin team aren't looking to take their horses to the derby, um, which means the derby's not overly, scarily strong. Mm. So, yeah, why not? Oh, you've got people there, you've got boots on the ground. The great thing is, from their point of view, the Derby and the Oaks in New South Wales used to be the same weekend, more or less, as the Derby and the Oaks in New Zealand, and that weekend was just silly. And they've moved back three weeks, so that's really advantageous when you can go to both. So, yeah, I think Steve Telford's next big move has to be attacking that Australian, uh, those Australian races, Toby, because you can only make so much money in one country, and the most successful trainers ever, obviously Mark Burnham, Barry Burdenton, but um, those sort of people tend to be the ones who can, can attack both countries and not lose form with their horses. Yeah. Otherwise, you're only sort of aiming for half the dartboard. Yeah. And it's not for everybody. I, mean, you know, I think, again, Emma and Clayton have a really good system in play where they can dominate a victory and they can dominate a breeder's crown. And there's a lot of money there without having to race very good horses. And I think that really works for them. But, but eventually, you've got Monkey King or Changeover or Blacks of Fake or whoever, eventually you've got to race the Australasian wide to maximise your any potential, unlike the Gallopers who, of course, can stay in Melbourne and Sydney and do that. So it's going to be interesting to see who steps up for that plate. But at the moment, it looks like Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs are, are keen to do that, and they'll be very, very welcome in New Zealand. They're very popular people. As I said, they have a good media presence, and I think that'll be most advantageous for the race. 100%. Mick, thanks for coming on as you do every week, and we'll catch you again next week. I look forward to it, mate. There's Mick Aguran, our NZ correspondent, would be the best way to put it, and always good to catch up with Mick. Let's get a break away, and we will stay in New Zealand with Cam Bray will join us from NZB Standard Bread with the big sales coming up over there.